dropping that knowledge on you. I could not make this shit up. With Kev Nash. Oh, Hercules, Hercules. And DJ Killer Kev. Uh-oh. Let me tell you, boys, you can't make that shit up. The inside. Real deal, straight up. Are you crazy? Hottest <laughs> stories from the world of hip-hop. This is ludicrous. It's the big boss, Rick Rouse. What up? It's your boy, Young Jeezy. This is 50 Cent. Sports. Some of those dogs are the most incredible dogs I've ever seen. And what's popping in the DYT. I couldn't make this shit up. I couldn't make this shit up if I tried. I'm sad that I lack the talent to make this shit up. Here's Kev Nash and DJ Killer Kev. We back on the grind. Yeah, man. You can't make this up podcast. Kev Nash. DJ Killer Kev. Episode 113. 113, yeah, yeah. That I think that's the first time I've ever remembered. It's because of my <laughs> Alto 112 I gave last week. <laughs> What's up, brother? Oh, man, can't call it another great podcast Sunday, man. Uh, The homie smoking time, right? Yeah, man, he uh, actually uh, should be landing here shortly. Okay. He, uh, he's coming in today. I can go ahead and say it since uh, this won't air till tomorrow. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, his dad's birthday is today. It's a celebration, and uh, he he surprised surprised and got on a jet for the pops. And, okay, uh, came through for the birthday. Uh, I actually saw his dad on Friday, and uh, he was like, "Yeah, I'm getting ready to have my birthday this weekend." I'm like, "Oh, you got plans? You know, I'm, you know me, <laughs> petty care. Just gotta gotta twist the knife a little bit." What like, you getting into? Yeah, you got plans? What you doing? He's like, oh, I'm going to celebrate Friday and Saturday. I'm like, okay, mama smoke. You got, <laughs> you got you got, smoke. You got papa smoke in order. Friday, Saturday celebration. And then Sunday, the big surprise. So dope, dope, I know they're going to be barbecuing. And uh, we're going to get some work done, too. Every time smoke come home, we got to get some work done. But uh, this is real work. Something big about to happen. So That's what's up. So we, uh, we uh, always work and play. That's what's up, man. How, how was, was the birthday celebration, oh, though? Oh, yeah, I did have a birthday. Yeah, see, you yeah. See, you see how life life beat you down? You, just, you ain't yeah. even remember. Yeah, yeah, that was only, what, Tuesday. So, <laughs> yeah, man, I had a good birthday, man. Turned a big 3-6. Woo! Been out of high school twice. Still ain't got shit. <laughs> so, you know, it's uh, a... No, nah, it was great, man. I had a great birthday. The fam, you know, we have, I think, transitioned our uh, expectations on things sometimes, like... Everybody wants to, you know, do a big for their birthday and have yeah. had a big turn up, big celebration. But I think we more so cherish being with each other and being alive and being able to celebrate, being yeah. able to have a good time. So the last couple of years, man, my mom, um, the deal is she makes, she goes, gets fresh vegetables, like fresh green beans, fresh corn. She gets some tomatoes sliced up. I mean, it's like a whole summer meal and I bring the meat. Yeah. So I brought some steaks this year. We had that steak the last couple of years. So go over there, just hang out with the fam. Like we do every, everybody else's birthday. It's, it's a it's a family day, and uh, we just kick back, man. So not, nothing big. It didn't, didn't go nowhere. It didn't do nothing. Would just, you do anything big for your 30th birthday? Because, you know, like normally the 30th birthday is yeah. like, all right, 25, I'm grown. I can right, go get a right. rental car for uh, without getting raked over the coals with prices. <laughs> but then the 30th is like, all right, now I'm officially grown, grown. Some of y'all might remember my 30th birthday. Uh, <laughs> my 30th birthday is known for punching out Therapy Cafe window. Oh. I, well See tell, how we just come yeah. into a story? I didn't even know this. Let po- me sit back podcast, and relax. Podcast Sunday. Let's so get it. I had a uh, birthday party at Therapy. Uh, all white. So I'm, I'm coming. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it is summertime. Yeah, I come in clean. I had a, uh, I, I don't even remember, somebody opened up for me, let me have a star-studded 1230 intro. <laughs> so I came in, 
And I, all I remember is I was semi-patroning at home just because I knew what it was about to be. I only had like maybe, maybe like two shots at home and I was sipping them while I was getting ready. So I get out. Everybody, back then I was heavy drinking and everybody knew what it was. So I walk in and there's Patrons. Just people are just bringing Patrons. I had at one point, I can remember like 10 to 12 shots waiting on me. Ouch. And then a good friend of mine by the name of Brandon McKinney walks in. <laughs> And uh, he goes straight to the bar, bottle of Patron, and brings it to the booth. <sighs> so I'm just setting the mood, setting the mood. So, so all that's happening, and I'm DJing. Um, <laughs> a friend of mine gets into a little altercation, and they step outside. So as I'm DJing, I'm literally like blending a song in as I'm watching my boy walk out, and he seems pretty furious. And mm-hmm. I'm like looking at him, but I'm like trying to, you know, maintain this party. Yeah. So they step out, and uh, Patron had kicked in. It's probably, like, going on 2 o'clock. They had stepped out. Um, I see them kind of fussing or whatever, and I see tall Nikki. So I'm beating on the window of therapy, <laughs> like, doom, doom, doom. From the inside. Yeah, from the inside. Doom, doom. I'm screaming, hey, cut it out. You know, like like they can hear me. You know, I'm off that Patron. Doom, doom, beating on the window. Run back, play a song, back to the window. So after about the fifth, sixth time, that doom, doom, doom turned into, I punched the window out, the whole big window. Now I'm standing there like, man, y'all need to cut it out. And all I remember is tall Nikki saying, why the fuck can I hear Kev? <laughs> and it, it registered that I like broke the window. So I looked down, my hands bleeding, knuckles is all cut up, bleeding all on my all white. Ugh. Still had to play the slow jams for the night. Hey. Bartender brought me a towel, wrapped it around my hand. And that's how I spent my 30th. I got paid $50 because I had to give the club $150 for the window. Damn. Happy birthday. <laughs> exactly. Happy birthday, man. You know, I did 30th. for my 30th. I did my 30th in Las Vegas, man. Dope. Uh, yeah, man. It was super dope, man. It was like the first time uh, my girl, shoot, we wasn't even married at the time. So I guess just, just was my girlfriend. <laughs> <Right>. Shout out. <laughs> yeah, just, just, just my girlfriend at the time. <laughs> Uh, and first time she really got to kick it with my homeboys that I went to high school, elementary, middle, and high school with. Yeah, first time core. kicking out there. Yeah, yeah. So we was out there acting a fool. We went to the club, much like yourself, <laughs> had a drunken episode. But uh, can't remember what club we went to. That's, uh, yeah, wish man. I could remember, but right. I don't. But uh, <laughs> all I remember is we get inside the club. It is. When you say wall to wall, you mean wall to wall. Mm-hmm. So you know what I'm saying. We all pay the you know whatever the freight is to get in. So we probably like mm, probably like I want to say like eight to ten deep or whatever, and we like sardines. Mm-hmm. And me, my dude Austin and Demond all looked at each other like booth, like booth. <laughs> <laughs> we because they was they tried to sell us a booth when we was in line. It's like no, nah, we good. Yeah, and like ah uh-uh. ah. Yeah, yeah. We immediately <laughs> bought a booth. Like, yo, and we was up in the booth getting it in. Bottles coming, bottle service. I know Vegas had the sparkle guns. <laughs> Light it up, yeah. bro. Light it up. <laughs> and all I remember is uh going back to the hotel. We stayed at the Palazzo. Dope. And uh we get off on our floor and I am sweating like <laughs> crazy. And like I'm like taking off my clothes, dog. Wife, like, stop taking off your clothes. We st- it, we're not in the room yet. Like, I'm like damn near like out of everything, dog. 
I wake up in the morning, dude, and I'm like a person that like I sleep in pajamas, yeah. like full fledged pajamas. Yeah. Like I woke up asshole nigga. Like what the <laughs> fuck happened? Like what happened and where are we at? Oh, we not in Ohio. We in Vegas. <laughs> you Water for the whole day. Fun fact about Vegas, man. I've been there four times. I've never been out. Hey, crazy, right? Never been out. I've, Why? The first few times I went. Well, the first time I went, I missed the go out because they was going out that first night. And I was so tired from the flight and the day. Yeah. I'm like, I'm not about to be up at 7 in the morning my time bringing it in. Yeah. I'm like, I'm cool. I'm not I'm not 21 no more. That's what I was going to say about the drinking. Like, yeah. 21, you can't wait to drink. 25, I'm getting fucked up. <laughs> 30, we're going to really get fucked up. But then you start fading out of that like, hey, man, I, I'm kind of cool on that fucked up thing. Let me so. get a shot in the beer, and that's going to be it for the night. <laughs> but we did we did uh, a, chill, a, chill, a chill night. I missed the first year. Second year, we was there strictly for golf. Didn't mm-hmm. even go out. Just golf, period. Third year was golf and gambling. Last year, bought a package. Or actually, this year, this April. Yeah. Bought, bought, a, bought a package. Limo from the hotel. Straight to the club. We had three clubs we could go to. Da, 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 da. Well, we were so faded <laughs> and uh, gone off that 420 because it was April um, that we got there so late. Time we, we got to the club, it was in one of the casinos and like the, the time space for that. Like, oh, yeah. Like it was after one or something, like 1 30. Yeah, like, life had to be there between yeah, 11 and 1. Certain time, yeah. so missed it. So back to the casino. So I've been there four times in Vegas, never been out, man. Man, we Never. went to Vegas in, I forget what year it was, whenever NBA All-Star was out there. Mm. It was a good, that was my first time. So it was cool that I was in Vegas, but the amount of people, like yeah. it was like so many people. And it was like, you know, you go to Vegas now, like, or when you regular, <laughs> do a regular trip in Vegas, it's a little bit of everybody. You got blacks, whites, Latinos, Mexicans, whatever. You got a little bit of everybody. Everybody's out having a good time. Right. Now NBA All-Star Weekend, it was all the niggas. <laughs> it was strictly niggas everywhere. Yeah. So the one thing, the biggest memory I take away from that trip is my homeboy who used to live out there. We drove his car to whatever club we went to, and we was in a parking garage. And when we leave, we were stuck in the parking garage for like four hours. Wow. We were stuck in traffic for like four hours, dog. And like kind of driving that. Yeah. Ugh. We was just sitting there, sitting there. Like it was so bad that I called the wife while I was in traffic. Just like, uh and she was like on her way to work. Like she was <laughs> she had a little part time gig at the time that she had to be there at like like eight o'clock in the morning. It's like, what you doing up so early or late or whatever? Mm-hmm. I was like, we're still in traffic. He's like, still in traffic. So like, after yeah. a night of kicking it. Yeah. So the driver, were you the driver? No. I was about to say, Hell the driver's no. the real OG. Because you had to stay it, up it four It was his hours. hometown. Yeah, yeah, you had to stay up. Oh, well, see, he was from there. Yeah. So that helps. But I was just thinking, like, a night of kicking it and you got to stay up four hours? I swear to goodness, Peanut, if you wasn't my nigga, I would have got out and hoofed it, dog. Yeah. I ain't want to leave him. Like, we ain't want to leave him in the, in the yeah. car and leave him. Like, all right, man, good luck, dog. Right, right. <laughs> that would have been so scandalous, dog. <laughs> see you in the morning. So we toughed it out, man, for like four plus hours, Ooh. man. That shit was crazy, son. Wow. Crazy, Sounds son. Like I got a question for you, brother. Yes, sir. What motivates you, man? What motivates like, me? What motivates you to get up? What motivates you to get going? Like, what motivates you every day just to keep pushing? Man, several things, man. Uh, main motivation right now, this daily motivation to, to do these nightclubs 
three nights a week to sacrifice hanging out with my girl on the weekends to have not have days off for months at a time, only taking days off when I got vacation mm -hmm. is zero balance. Yeah. I call zero balance anything that I got that I can't pay off in cash. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. The things that I can't pay off in cash right now, if I really needed to, it would be my house, my student loan, and my new uh, AC Unit, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. Those things like I those things I have to pay on every month. Everything yeah. else I'm good. There ain't nothing to it. But uh, you know, that's my whole right now, that's my motivation to get up and stay grinding. And then the other motivation is, you know what I'm saying, I like putting a smile on my girl face. So when yeah. we do take trips, she ain't gotta worry about nothing. I ain't gotta worry about nothing. Everything is already paid for. We can we can go wherever we wanna go, do whatever we wanna do because the financial burden ain't there because yeah. I've worked so hard in between time that when we do these trips or do whatever it's really a vacation. Yeah. When we when we go home to Cleveland, if you want to do this, 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 it ain't no problem because it's already taken care of. Mm -hmm. We we going to NYC in a couple weeks, everything is gonna be Gucci because everything is in the bag and it ain't nothing to worry about. Yeah. So like yeah. that's that's like the sacrifice that I'm willing to do to make sure when we go out and do what we do that she's happy and we ain't got to worry about shit because yeah. it's already taken care of. Dope, man. Dope. That's, I ask you that because like right now, like my motivation is there for like the drive for like the, the purpose, the ultimate goal. But it's like the initial maybe hour of, of, <laughs> of that get up. It was like, yo, I'm struggling just to get the day going. Like it's almost like I got to step out that house and get that breath of fresh air. Like, that's a real thing. Like, Oh, for sure. Like, you got to come out, get that sunlight, and it just puts your, it puts me in like, okay, I'm out my my cocoon. Yeah. I'm out my shell. Let's go get it. And, like, I think people that really get stuck in the crib and, you know, gaming or oh. or Netflixing and, and, and chilling forever, you know, like, just not doing nothing. Like, like I got a cousin that's lacking motivation. Mm-hmm. Like, 18, 19, just want to kick it in the night. I, like, I only I only see him active on social media when it's dark outside. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, like what like what are you doing during the day? Like, what are you doing to, like, better yourself as a young person? You know what I'm saying? So just that's been on my mind with myself, my family, my friends. So that's why I asked you that. Well, that yeah. motivation thing is real because if you look at it as an aspect of, you know what I'm saying, social media, like, people – you showing highlights on social media. Mm -hmm, yeah. You like Sports, Sports Center Top Ten. Yeah, yeah. You showing your trip to Miami. You showing your trip mm -hmm. to Atlanta, Vegas, wherever you going, or you showing like, you know what I'm saying, your birthday party. People not really showing, oh man. Some dirty clothes on the floor. I got crossed over at, <laughs> at the Y on Monday and I fell. No, they showing that highlighted when they got that hit three straight threes or had a, yeah. a dunk on somebody. They're not showing the bad parts. So like social media for me and the motivation, it's not it's not there for that for me. The motivation I seek in in that is like, you know what I'm saying, seeing certain people like showing their true colors and showing they grind. Like, you know, you look at DJ Envy or Charlemagne, like you see them up at the crack of dawn, mm -hmm. you know what I'm you know what I'm saying, doing show prep or, you know what I'm saying, DJing an event and going straight to the to work. Yeah. So that, that's my whole outlook on a lot of things. Like, yo, if Envy spinning at, I don't know, a nightclub on a Wednesday night mm -hmm. and going straight to the breakfast club, 
how come I can't go host the club on a Sunday and go straight to work on a Monday? Like, yeah. if he can do it, I damn sure know I can do it because I'm not there as long as he is. Right. And I'm not right. putting up with half of the shit that he's doing. So, like, that's my motivation. If that motherfucker can do it, I know I can do it. Yeah. That's just like how I get down that's, with mine. That's what I was talking about when you were listening to when you said about vacations. Like, like once you've gone on a few dope vacations in your life, like really dope, really like all inclusive mm-hmm, or mm-hmm. expenses paid or you swiping with no worries. Yeah. You know, like once you have a couple of those, a vacation not like that ain't worth it. Right. So so it's like the grind, like that's a thing for 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 me too as a as, as a family, you know. I took pride in that my first real man vacation with my family to Gatlinburg that I paid for every single thing. The kid never, never gave me an all man, never, uh, you know, it was let's, <laughs> let's go do this. Let's go. You let's know, get let's it. get on these go karts. I got the red one, you know, like, <laughs> yeah, like, let's just kick it. So, you know, like that's, that means a lot to me and that, and I'm trying to keep myself in the punch, keep myself motivated, man. But it's just, it's really becoming taxing at, at 36 to oh, be it's super taxing. It, you know, it, it's but. super taxing because i mean you if you look at it as an aspect of like all right working out in good health mm-hmm. like like the people that like buy the what the 90 day fitness package at home mm-hmm. like all my workout at home or the people forget even fitness the people that take online classes mm-hmm. and graduate from grad school by taking classes online, I salute them like a yeah. motherfucker because I know I'm not that disciplined enough to do that. Mm-hmm. I know that I couldn't do that. I was the student in class that I got a question. <laughs> oh, when your office hours? Because I need further instruction. Like if someone is just like, already right, read this chapter and then you take a test. I'm not. I'll read it. Yeah. I could regurgitate it to you. I can give you the answer, mm-hmm. but I don't know it. Yeah. That just because I read something that can spit it back to you verbatim, that don't mean I know what I'm talking about. I'm just telling you what you told me. <laughs> so, like, the people that graduate doing that, I think that's a, a hustle, to be honest. Yeah. I re- like, maybe because I don't learn that way, I don't think you really can learn that way. I, I'm a true believer in the classroom setting mm-hmm. and getting that back and forth with a, a teacher and everything like that, getting positive reinforcement or you know or just saying hey this is wrong this is what you need to correct and everything like that i just can't understand people that do that so the people that actually do that and get the most out of it like i commend them Mm because i know i can't do that like that that type of motivation or that type of responsibility like oh study when you want to yeah i I don't (laughs) have that discipline like you said when you get out the house and take that Fresh air, and like, mm-hmm. all right, let's get it. Yeah, yeah, I can't do that. If I'm yeah. in the house, guess what I'm doing? I'm watching TV, <laughs> right? Or I'm taking a nap. That's <laughs> I, I've I've learned just as much from the teacher as I have from the dumbass question, like in in all of school, mm-hmm. elementary, junior high, high school, college, like like the kid that's trying to maybe be funny, but or just really just don't know, and, and it just come off as way left field. Like sometimes that left field question puts me like, oh, okay, so it had to be this way because. Everybody laughing at him. You know what I'm <laughs> like, got it. You know what I'm saying? So like, like, and for me to retain, read and retain, but I have to read it over and over if it doesn't interest me. If I'm not looking for the read, mm-hmm. like, I can't just sit here and read a chapter and then be like, so what'd you read? But like, I have no idea. <laughs> I started daydreaming at the when it said chapter one. You know, I read like, it. Yeah. Don't mean I retained yeah. it. Terrible, terrible, terrible. Oh, man. But we're going to push through. Yeah, motivation is a true through. thing, man. Motivation 
ain't even for me just something monetary or money wise or whatever. It's you know what I'm saying I do want to be the best person I can be. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying I do want to be in a situation where I don't have to worry about certain things or just just being happy in general. You know yeah. what I'm saying like and money does solve a lot of issues you know what i'm saying money does put a smile on people's faces when you're able just to go and do things and not to worry about it but the other thing is like i just like my wife being happy right like you know what i'm saying and one of the things that makes her happy is us spending time together and it makes me happy too right. don't don't right. get it twisted <laughs> uh you know so when i when i am off work that is the ultimate goal like QT with the wife. Mm -hmm. If we going to play putt putt, if we just laying around the house watching TV, you know what I'm saying? That time is something that yeah. motivates me. Like, all right, let me knock this shit out so I can get home to her right. and we can hang out and do nothing or do whatever we want to do. Right, right, right. Definitely, definitely. Got me motivated now. I'm back. Hey, See, sometimes you gotta just talk about it. Motivation. Motivation. Talk about it, bro. What you think about this whole Ohio State? Zach Smith, uh, Urban Meyer, Gene Smith, allegedly Zach Smith beating up his old lady, Urban <laughs> Meyer allegedly not telling the proper channels, Title IX. What you think about this whole situation, man? I think he did it. <laughs> I think Zach Smith, you mean, yeah, right? I think Zach okay. Smith did it. I think if they were close enough as they seem to have been, being that they were on, you know, work together you know you spend more time with your work folk than you do your loved ones that is a fact so you know i don't know how many countless stories i done heard from co-workers that meant nothing to me but they needed to get off their chest you know yeah. so so it's I, I would assume being violent with your love with your wife would be something that you might talk to and confine with some people and not hold all that in because obviously something's bothering you so i, I felt like urban might have known something I don't know per se that he knew that he, she was definitely like he had proof that she was getting hit or he might have just th thought maybe, you know, da -da -da, when he came and told him, you know, if you hitting her, you're fired type of thing. I think from that point, I mean, how long ago was that? That was. <laughs> I mean, this stuff been going on since allegedly since like. 2015 or something? No, before that, like when he was in Florida, like in 09, they allegedly hmm. had a situation. And uh, Irv so he and his wife. With the guy, yeah, right? Irv so and his yeah. wife counseled them and then it was another situation in 11 that they reported for sure then there's incident in 15 mm -hmm. that he first he said nothing was there and now he's saying he did find out something about it and he's told the proper channels so it's just so many things out there just like you don't know who to believe what to believe mm -hmm. and the biggest part for me is the Ohio State fan, which I am one. I'm a Buckeye fan for sure. Mm -hmm. But people are acting like there's not a victim in this situation. Yeah, The victim is the ex-wife. You know what I'm saying? Right. It's not us as fans. It's not the school. Mm -hmm. And the damn sure ain't Urban Meyer. You know what I'm saying? There's only one victim in this situation. And we're putting football above What's right? Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Like people are like, oh, he, he was minding his own business. Yeah, you can do that at you know what I'm saying at your job at I don't know freaking the bank. Right. You know what I'm saying, but you can't do that at a public institution of higher learning. No, you know what I'm saying. This at at the end of the day, Ohio State is still a school. 
You know what I'm saying? So. It's run like a pro team. It's a pro factory, but it's not the pros. And, and think, think about the timing in this. You already got the wrestling, uh, the wrestling doctor or whatever. Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, over a hundred people that's talking about you know possibly been assaulted by this guy, and it's like the school right now is in some shit. And this come off. Sometimes the face got to be the one that take the punch. Yeah, you know. So I think I, I think Urban is done, though. You think so? I do. I think he's done, man. I think I think they they just can't. The only way. I don't know, man. It's just it's too much. It's too much back history. I mean, you gave me you gave me ten years worth of history. Yeah, man. man it's it's that's a lot more there. than just a coach. It's a for lot me. That's there. a friend. The, the biggest thing for me with the whole thing is not only is it herbs involved, but his wife is involved too. So that's where it gets sticky because you know if it was just him, yeah, I think he would could take the hit. But since his wife is involved. He's not going to sacrifice his wife to take the blame for it. Like, well, she didn't tell me that it was this bad. He's not going to say that. Yeah, Nobody about to yeah. throw their wife under the bus <laughs> right. like that. Because right. you throw your wife under the bus like that, guess what? She ain't going to be your wife that much longer because right. she's going to leave your ass. Well, we see what's important to you, ghost. Yeah, yeah exactly, exactly. <laughs> Definitely going to be on your power shit. Right. So I don't think that's going to fly. I think, I think... What's gonna end up happening is he's probably going, he's probably gonna get suspended for a couple games, probably like the season. Like I, I he think, get oh, yeah, I don't think he's gonna get fired, but I think he's gonna receive a hefty suspension from the school because something like. But that's my thing. Like I don't know because if the school or the school has already put him on what paid administration leave. Mm-hmm. If you if he's saying he did what he's supposed to do, why is he don't pay administration leave? I never, if he did what he's supposed to do, why would he get suspended? Right. So my thing is, if he did what he's supposed to do, then everything should be okay, right? Then there's nothing to talk about if he did everything okay. Exactly. But if he did everything okay, and y'all, and by I mean y'all, Gene Smith, the athletic director, mm-hmm. uh, Michael Drake, the president of the university. If y'all didn't do what y'all was supposed to do, not only is Urban Meyer in trouble, Shelly Meyer in trouble, mm-hmm. obviously Zach Smith's in trouble, uh, the whole football program, the whole athletic program is in trouble. So what I've been telling Buckeye fans is you better hope he didn't tell everybody else and they didn't do their job because if he did, then the whole shit crumbles. It ain't yeah. just one individual. It's the I whole mother load. Yeah, man, oh man. Shouts out to my brother Kelly. He told me watch the Joe Paterno movie on HBO. Mm -hmm. Chilling, bro. Mm. Chilling. Chilling how how people are just like asleep at the wheel. Like, especially these big time universities, Mm -hmm. man. People are just like asleep at the wheel. And you wonder, like, man, y'all are an institution of higher learning. Y'all supposed to be some of the most smartest, most academically inclined people in the world. And y'all just keep finding y'all ways to fuck shit up. And no Dude, one... if somebody does wrong, fire him. Exactly. <laughs> Why can't wrong be wrong? Yeah. Why can't no be no? Like, yeah. Like everything got to have a, a statement from the lawyer, a statement from the mom, a statement from you know the coach. It's like, yeah, like everybody's got to be heard. No, everybody ain't got to nah, be heard. We just don't want you. No. Yeah. Like, you, you know what? Hey, boop, 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 boop. guess what? 
you're fired. Why? Because you hit your old lady. Mm-hmm. Pack your shit. We're reporting you to the police. Get out. It's that simple. Yeah, we adults here, right? You're, yeah. You preach it on one end, but then, like like you say, I think I think it's literally as simple. This is my opinion. I think it's literally as simple as everybody in these positions feel like it ain't going to happen to us until it happened to us. Yeah. And then we don't have nothing in place. We're trying to figure it out on the fly. We got meetings and lawyers and trying to get it all right instead of taking some proactive steps. Because it always seems like when something like that happens, it seems like uh, we're just scratching to make this as painless as possible. Yeah, I know, like, they always worried about what would happen if they fire somebody without cause or they had to pay out their contract or whatever. Hey, man, that's what you got insurance for. Mm-hmm. That, hey, man, sometimes you got to do that, just do the right thing. Right. Doing the right thing is expensive at times. And, and if it's the right thing and the truth comes out, you won't have to pay that. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Yeah, that's, and that's why you got lawyers. Like, look, man, I'm I couldn't in good conscience, yeah, morality, be around a dude that's beating his wife. Yeah. And and that ain't just Urban Meyer. That's every coach on the staff. Exactly. Because the the ex-wife <laughs> has communication with so many wives of the coaches staff. There has to be a small community that's close knit. Yeah. That's that are both, you know. Missing their loved one when they always on the road or always at work or always doing this. So they had to have been close. Yeah, I don't understand mm. that, man. Like, y'all just keeping it. In, we're keeping it in Ohio State football family. Yeah, that's that's cool. But if it's a person in the family that's fucking up or that needs help. So I commend him on, like, you know, Coach Urban trying to counsel them and get them just the help that they need to try to work it out. But once the marriage is over, it's over. And if this dude is like, Creeping in the bushes, mm-hmm. trying to take the cookies from her and all this alleged stuff that went on and all these chains, text messages, and you knew about it? Come on, bro. That Yeah, you call the cops for sure. But you know what you do? You cut bait. Yeah. You get rid of them. You say, hey, man, I can't fuck with you. Yeah, yeah you're too toxic. <laughs> you're too toxic to me. That's that's a super fact. Man. So what you think will be a fair punishment? Um, I think... I think a fair punishment would be Herb suspended for the year. I mean, that's it's either that or fire. I mean, like fired, <laughs> fired is what I think is gonna happen. So I think what I, what I would hope would be like acceptable on all parties is that you know suspended. A year without two million dollars, you thought you was, or however many million yeah. earned get, you thought I thought you was gonna get, you know, to anybody that's if you make a thousand dollars and you spend it on your means, you're hurting. Yeah, yeah. If you for make sure. two million, you have. I'm, I'm I'm hoping you're not, but some people do. We've we've seen it. Proofs in the proofs in the in the pudding. So I think a year suspension at, at worst. I mean, I, I mean at, at minimum. A year suspension, but I think he's gone just because of the Me Too thing, because of the how the how this world is right now. Everybody's just pointing fingers. Everybody's just trying to be like, "Up, oh, you fucked up." And we know we always say, you know, you apologize and you know you should get a second chance, but can't have a second chance here, brother. Especially in 2018, like yeah. you said, with the Me Too movement and Title IX and everything mm-hmm. like that. I mean, men in power need to be on the up and up. Um, we had a situation. Yeah, we had a situation here at the station where um, we had a female employee who was being harassed on social media constantly um, by some person. 
Mm-hmm. Um, and then uh, so she sent it to me. It's like, what do I do? I went straight to HR. Like, yo, this situation is happening. I had the employee come in and meet with HR because you know why? If something would have happened to her, mm-hmm. like took, on, a, on an event, they're going to be like, well, we didn't know about it. Kev, you didn't tell us about it. And morally, if something would have happened to her and I didn't tell nobody, I would have to live with that. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. So, like, yo, HR, this is y'all job. Mm-hmm. This is this is what they get paid to do. Exactly. I don't get paid to make these decisions on, oh, well, just work this hour and don't do this, don't do that. And that's the same thing Urban Meyer said. Man, I'm the football coach, man. Right. I don't get paid to make these type of decisions about uh, morality yeah, and yeah. who's beating up who. Here, HR, do y'all job. Do what y'all supposed to do because that's y'all job. Yeah. And that's all you got to do. And people in, in positions of power, especially men in positions of power in 2018, that's not only, you know, it's your <coughs> responsibility. Yeah. To, to take care of it and to pass, not pass the buck, but to make sure the proper people know. And then if the proper people ain't doing what they're supposed to do, then you need to be like, really push the envelope. Be like, exactly. Look, man, y'all not going to put this, because that's what's going to happen. They're going to put this shit on you. Oh, yeah, because you're the face of the organization. You're the exactly. face of the, you're damn near the face of the school. Exactly. You, you think of Ohio State, you think of Ohio State football. Highest paid employee in the state. It's crazy. Was, was it worth, like, was, was that your boy? Like, Hell no, it ain't worth it because the receivers exactly. is trash last year. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> like, you you hate to take it there. You exactly. know what I'm saying? You don't want to take away from the things that was going on. But shit, like, the receivers was dropping touchdown passes left and right. So, the receiver coach was trash because yeah. they was dropping shit. So, it yeah, wasn't even definitely. worth it. I know it's Earl Bruce grandson and all that shit. But, hey, man, he wasn't even that good at his job. At all. You know what I'm saying? Like, hey, man, that's. It's terrible, terrible. You would risk it all for that, you know. Horrible. You catch the uh, NFL Hall of Fame speeches last night? Um, a little bit. I was kind of running around. The wife is she in Tennessee right now? Okay. So I was on uh, oh, daddy duty. Time. All three, huh? Yeah, man. What's popping with that? Oh, you know, you will sit down. It's I need this. You sit down. Baby want this. You go do this. The kid want that. It's just running back and forth. It's you know, a blase, blase, blah. But I mean, it was, it wasn't that bad because she didn't leave until like twelve, and she'd be back by like six or seven today. Okay. So, quick trip. She's a uh, she's in a wedding okay. that I'm DJing on August twenty fifth. For oh, uh, they was going to get the yeah, yeah, yeah. They had to <laughs> they had to get their life on. With, yeah. Uh, Martin and uh, Eddie Murphy taking uh booze across state lines. <laughs> So uh, I was joking about that, but they went down to grab some things for the wedding, and uh, they were actually they actually was in Chattanooga. Chattahoochee. That's where they met up at, where T.O. decided to uh, take his uh, take his speech to. So what you think about that whole T.O. situation? Man, classic T.O. But I mean, I feel like I feel like the Hall of Fame is something that when you as a child are thinking about that three two one shot, uh, mm-hmm. at some point those thoughts are transitioning to like being great. And you know being great come with, you know, once you get that Hall of Fame stamp, you can't never take that back from you. You can't never say you wasn't the shit right. in your sport, you know. So, I mean, for him to, like, take all that and just kind of self-centered around him, I think it's kind of a slap to the Hall of Fame. I think it's kind of like, you know, is that a trend you really want to be proud you started? Because now any other 
Trey Young or you know like any other yeah. what I what appears to be kind of spoiled and kind of self centered human being decided you know oh, I'm gonna take mine at my high school and you yeah, just give me a jacket, bro. Yeah. That's all I need. You know what? For me, I understand what his role is and what he wanted to accomplish by doing that. My question to T.O. Would, would be, if you would have got in on the first ballot, would you have still did that? Do you think your message would have been better served if you were at Canton last night with everybody else and made that abundantly clear to say a Hall of Famer in year one is a Hall of Famer versus waiting three years is a Hall of Famer. Mm-hmm. Like that's that was like his whole deal. Like yo, these writers hold vendettas and they don't hold up to the standards of the Hall of Fame. Like talking about how Art Monk had to wait, I don't know, like ten years on the ballot to get into the Hall of Fame. Well, if you wasn't a Hall of Famer ten years ago, how's your Hall of Famer now? If right. you're a Hall of Famer, you're a Hall of Famer. Just put him in. I I think his message would have got through a lot clearer yeah. and would have made a bigger impact if he'd have had it in Canton with everybody there. Um, obviously that what he did is a classic T.O. move. Mm-hmm. Um, um, he also said he wanted to bring a lot of light to uh, his college. Um, hopefully to get more recruits there. He's like, you know, I want to put a spotlight on what, what a place that made me. And that's, that's cool. Um, you could also do, what Randy Moss is doing to, uh, I believe, like next weekend or sometime this week, he's having a big festival in his hometown That's of Ram, exactly West Virginia. Say. You could you could have put a slap on a Hall of Fame face by saying, "I'm gonna make my first speech the week before in Chattanooga at my school and accomplish all that you just wanted to accomplish, and still gave respect to the yeah. Hall of Fame and showed up and took off your your." Uh, Look, your your little sheet from the <laughs> fucked up uh, Hall of Fame guy that they put together for you, and then then said your piece. You yeah. know, like I, I don't I don't feel like he accomplished anything by doing it at the same time, or like it's just more of a slap in the face. Yeah, me. I you know I could the NFL I could care less about, but I'm more concerned about his fellow players that went into the hall with him. I don't think he took away from their night because I caught uh, some of Brian Dawkins' speech. I caught some of Ray Lewis' speech. And I definitely watched the homie Randy Moss's speech. Yeah. And I saw Randy Moss's tie. And I will say this. Randy Moss's bus looks exactly like him. Yes. Like, yo, like that one. <laughs> and I would say probably Jerry Rice looked the most like, yo, the Randy Moss bus dude. Yo, it is identical. Yeah. The braids, the I mean, braids, I, the little I, I, scowl yeah. on his face. I saw the little, uh, shadowy beard. <laughs> I was like, "Yo, this dude's got skills." They cut to a Minnesota fan, and he was like, "Balling, balling, <laughs> like crying his heart." And I was like, "Yeah." I will say the Ray Lewis <laughs> one don't look shit like him though. No, the no. Ray Lewis don't look nothing. Hey, hey, why like he come him. with the wireless mic though? <laughs> Ray Lewis was ready for the ready for the speech. Ready for the sermon. Yeah. I heard they cut away from his dance. Yeah, I heard they we they missed the you know, I didn't I didn't get to watch it. I was just seeing people talk about it on social media, but I did see uh, Randy Moss's tie and uh that's a perfect example of using your platform, man. That's exactly that's a perfect example of, you know, doing something tasteful, something but also saying, you know, I don't accept this. Yeah. And people are going to be looking at me to say something for my whole career. Let me uh, right, let me say right. something. 
right that that's a that's a very good point like people always look to athletes to speak up and say something and you know randy moss really has never said anything so for him to wear his tie with the victims names on it speaks volumes you know what i'm saying for him just to just to show awareness like that is that is huge like that that was pretty dope. And what's, and what's crazy is has as the cameras going down and you just seeing names, you remembering stories, mm-hmm. and it's like the shit hits home. These are families, man, that lost a loved one. These are wives, mothers. You know, a lot of people hurt by this, and it's not stopping. So at all, it's it's not. What do you think stop. the NFL gonna do about this? You think they gonna <sighs> they gonna uh, what's gonna happen week one? I guess is, is my question. All about the kneeling and mm-hmm. everything like that. Shit, Corin, if you play for the Cowboys. <laughs> You gonna be out there with your hand on your heart, standing at attention, crying, crazy, looking right? at that flag. That's that's what they gonna do if you're a I cowboy. Have, I have I have no savings and Petty Kev is boiling. I couldn't imagine being a millionaire, Petty Kev, and playing for the Cowboys and hearing that. See, you know what? I I think it, it's a lot harder for NFL guys to buck because their contracts aren't guaranteed. Okay, and yeah. You know, they look at these dudes, and, and I hate to say it, man. These do, A lot of these dudes are a dime a dozen, man. Like, I hate to say that, man. Like, one, one of my best friends, D, he be always on my back about, like, yo, man, the Steelers need to pay Le'Veon Bell. They need to pay Le'Veon Bell. I'm like, man, they not going to pay him, dog. Yeah. Like, you know who you pay? Big Ben. You pay Antonio Brown. Mm-hmm. You pay Von Miller. You pay these dudes as just anomalies. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry to say, man, Le'Veon Bell is an anomaly, man. Like, no. yo, he can be replaced, bro. Right. I could find somebody to 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 be towing the backfield and then give me some four four speed. I'm telling you, man, these dudes are <laughs> the especially four three maybe. Especially <laughs> the the teams believe that these dudes is replaceable. So it don't matter what I think; it matters what they think yeah. that these dudes is replaceable and that contracts not guaranteed. You know, you look at uh, who Ty Gurley just signed what five years, a hundred something million dollars, seventy guaranteed. So he risking oh. thirty mil on a statement. So let's do the quick math on there. Like, all right, so let's see what he got guaranteed seventy for over five years. That's that's fourteen million dollars a year. You say having taxes, so he only getting we say only, but right. seven million dollars a season versus LeBron. We just signed what a hundred twenty million dollar mm-hmm. contract for four years, fully guaranteed. All the all of it, mm. all of it's guaranteed. Can't cut him, can't trade him. Mm. More to the story is play basketball, kids. And get a good, <laughs> get a good agent. Shit, play basketball or baseball because football Base, yeah. ain't where it's at. Yeah, baseball man, they they bringing in some of the most craziest salaries I've. It's crazy, some of it, and, and then they're allowed to get fast for the end of their career and yeah. just ride that shit out. Like, yeah. the, like look at the uh, CC Sabathia and uh, what's the dude for the Rangers? Been in the league like twenty years. So oh yeah, B, yeah, yeah. Uh, I forget his name. Light skinned <coughs> dude. I mean, they are they have gotten literally fat and still bringing in million, hundred million dollars. I mean, look at Bobby Bonilla, man. He still <laughs> get a million dollars a year. Yeah, yeah, like that's like his contract. <laughs> And I mean, still getting paid. Still getting paid. I mean, like, yo, this is this is where it's at. Like, I used to think football ain't going nowhere. I'll say it like this. Football is not going nowhere because I used to think football was going to die about the whole concussion policy, mm-hmm. about CTE. 
But you know what? It ain't going nowhere because it's all about the motherfucking money. Yeah, man. Like you look at gambling. You're you you <laughs> in, you into that lifestyle. Uh huh. <laughs> you get that you get that bread, <laughs> but. You know, you look at the amount of fandom that goes on. Look, this is what happened with the Buckeyes. Like, people was going crazy over us, possibly losing our head coach. You look at the amount of money that these teams are bringing in. Man, this sport ain't going nowhere, dog. Yeah. Nowhere. It's not. And then and then you bring in the side, like, these new TV deals. Yep. Like, like, you get you get in CBS, Fox money, and, you know, all that type of stuff. NBC, you get into that lane, like... Those are the real one percenters of the world. Like, I mean, they control what we see. They mm-hmm. control the content that we take in. They control. I mean, like, I even heard it on like, this is a t- probably a terrible example, but just kind of shows that media's power. You know, during that right path thing we had here this oh, week. Oh man! You know, I was watching the news and the guy was stating that he was coming in to work to give us the news. He was calling his sources on base, which means he was calling his people. Yeah. What's going on? Yeah. You know, he's getting. Story A, story B, story C. So he did, he comes in to his supervisor, and they decide for how he's going to portray this to the world. Why can't you just tell us you got story A, story B, and story C, and we don't know yet which one is really accurate. Right. Why can't we just be truthful about the situation? Why got to be like, well, we got to sit back and figure out what we're going to make sure we – you know, ain't blowing our blowing our uh, source and losing our leak there for future stuff. Like it's a whole thing. It's the aliens, bruh. Whole thing. <laughs> it's the aliens, bruh. Yeah, they man. find the alien bunker on right pat and they somebody hit the wrong button, son. Yeah, I'm telling no, you. No, but I mean, like they had what one report was it was a training exercise. Mm-hmm. What was the other one? They had one report of a training exercise. They had one report of it being not a training exercise and there was an active shooter in right. the hospital. And then the third one I heard was that there was rumors of an active shooter. No no one has saw anything and the officer shot his gun into a locked doorway to like try to breach and get entry. Wow. So that gunfire in a hospital caused know, the echoes. The yeah. And then it just got more rattled and more crazy and they had, you know, a statewide alert. And they had people from Columbus coming in. FBI. Yeah. I mean, they got crazy over there. I used to live over in that area. You know, I frequent that area up until probably about 2015. I still had an ID. I still mm-hmm. could get on. And, you know, I went golfing over there all the time. And, you know, that's already a busy area. I couldn't yeah. imagine that hospital. My wife worked in that hospital when she was in the military over there. And, you know, I, I know what that looks like. I got people over there. So I'm hitting them up like, hey, you straight? You yeah, know, what's, man, what's I going mean, on? You live in this city, man. You know somebody that works there. Oh, yeah. And a lot of people don't know, right, Pat, is very instrumental in the Air Force in the Air Force's success. Really? As far as, you know, they have some very, very, very high up individuals making some very, very, very serious decisions when it comes to airstrikes, when it comes to, you know, uh, our our country's safety, you yeah. know, like, I mean, there's some big time units over there and some really secretive things that happen on Wright Pat. And we just look at it as like, it's just Wright Pat next to Wright State. That's out in Fairborn. We go out there a few times a year. Yeah. You know? like, I mean, I remember when 9 11 happened, man. I remember hearing the Jets hit that sonic boom mm-hmm. getting up out of there. Yeah. I never heard a sound like that a day in my life, dog. I was like, yeah. what the fuck was that? <laughs> and it yeah. just like, on the news, like, just be prepared to hear a lot my, of no- sonic booms. I'm my like, uncle, wow. is a, he's, he's a retired F 16 fighter pilot, and he had time in Kuwait. And, mm. and he, was in, he was in pretty much the 80s, 90s, in the beginning 2000s. He did like almost 30 years. 
Um, but he told me once, because he used to come in for the air show for like 10 straight years, our family would get together, go to the air show. Um, he would fly one of the show planes in where the kids can climb in, sit in the cockpit, take the picture, you know, but he would be, be the one that brought the plane. Mm-hmm. He said one time they had some like a real world situation and he was stationed in Florida. They had a real world situation. He would never in his military career share too much. That's why I, I think that's what drew me into the military because he would always give me enough to where I'll be like, damn, what? tell me more. You know, like, <laughs> he just give me enough. But he had a real world situation off the coast of Florida, but it was supposed to be here by a certain time. And it was like Saturday morning. He said he flew from Florida to Dayton in 27 minutes. Huh? That's how fast and things can get going if need be. Like, Bruh. I mean, I couldn't imagine getting to Florida in a half hour. Half hour. <laughs> I mean, could you? That doesn't even sound like, like yo. But then you hear you like, coming down for the weekend. <laughs> I'm en route. So, so you hear that? Be there by four thirty, bro, for the Saturday night turn up. <laughs> right, and then you hear stories of like the sonic boom. It's like those are like oh, oh, it, it can get it can get live if need be. You know, we always just see it from a a civilian aspect yeah. of a you know maybe an air show or just. They might show us this and then the third, and it's like, if it got to the show us part, they got ten more tricks that they ain't showed us yet, you know. So it it's just fascinating to me to think that you can just move like that across space. Twenty seven minutes, maybe maybe it was thirty seven minutes. I know it wasn't more than forty five, but it was it was less than forty five minutes. He got from Florida. No layovers in Atlanta. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> just just throw your bags in the back and. I'll be there in a half. And get busy with yeah, it, man. Yeah, man, I, I got to go down when he got promoted to Colonel. Um, we, we went down to Wichita, uh, Texas, Wichita Falls, and um, got to do a little simulator and got to kind of play around with things that I was like, it'd be nice to go in there and do that one day, just being a veteran, you know, mm-hmm. and uh, got, to, got to meet some of the real people that's really doing some, you know, the things you see on TV, which yeah. is you know, really flying the plane, shooting the missiles, keeping the, keeping the border safe type thing. So, build it the wall. Dope. Yeah, it was dope. <laughs> right. <laughs> Speaking of Mr. Build the Wall, uh, yeah, we gonna take it there. Yeah. What you think about his uh, tweet at Bron Bron? Too much vodka. He, I think he gets fucked up and just starts going on Twitter, on the Twitter as they call it, the Twitter. Yeah, and just starts. Just speaking his speaking his mind, like thinking that he's just Donald Trump, and that's really it's just it's just like the we might call it like people being self centered or they they always going live or doing this like he is like the the top of the food chain when it comes to like look at me, hear me roar, yeah, like put everybody eyes on me, like he's the number one person I think of that wants that the most in this world. I will say this. That shit was funny. <laughs> the I like Mike line was fucking hilarious. Yeah. Okay. okay, okay, yes, yes. I hate it. I hate to say it, but that shit was funny as fuck. I did chuckle. It's like, I like Mike. But I, that shit's fucking hilarious, dude. I, I give him credit. That shit was funny. But it was just like, it's the one dude in class that won't shut up. At like, all. And that's, that's what I gave him. I gave him the head shake like, this motherfucker hit it. Exactly, like, man. And it's like, this is our president. Like, to go from what we had you know, to what we got, you know, it just, it's crazy. It was hilarious. Yeah, yeah, man. (laughs) But the whole backlash that he received from, obviously, 
tons of NBA players. Mm-hmm. Uh, Dan Rather chimed in. Basically, everybody in the mama chimed in, tweeted back at him about calling him this and that, and you are stupid or whatever. Let's keep that same energy come November, come the primaries. Man. Because you know what? The primary elections are just as important as the presidential elections because who we elect now affects who we elect later. Yes. So, you know what I'm saying? It's just important that people know that type of information. And, you know, Bron, <laughs> it's just a fact, man. He was just speaking facts, man. The president is using sports to divide us mm-hmm. as a country because, you know, how America feels about sports in general. We love this shit. Yes. We love this shit, man. Yes. We love we love everything about competition. You work all week to have that tailgate yeah. party on Sunday. <clears throat> we wanna we had a Super Bowl parties. Mm-hmm. We out here rooting against Tom Brady because he's so great, or some people rooting on because they want to see how great Tom Brady can be. Mm-hmm. We out here rooting for the backup quarterback Nick Foles. We out here rooting against Alabama and Georgia. Mm-hmm. Like we don't want to see no SEC championship game for the national championship game. We all watch it. <laughs> we all we watch Baker Mayfield. First George, one of the greatest Rose Bowls ever. Like, yo, we all locked in. Shit, we was all locked in to the World Series with mm-hmm. the Cubs and Indians. Mm-hmm. We watched my tribe blow a 3-1 lead. We mm-hmm. watched Golden State blow a 3-1 lead. We yeah. watched Golden State sweep the Cavs. We, we watched, watched Tiger K- come back. Yeah. T- Let's go. We watch. We go. We gonna watch Tiger <laughs> and Phil get it in yeah. Thanksgiving weekend. For 10 mil. <clears throat> For 10. Mm, that's a bet of all bets. Man, wouldn't the who's the number one player in golf right now? Dustin Johnson. Shouldn't Dustin Johnson say, Y'all playing for ain't he's better, he's better than them, right? He, I mean, officially on the on the payroll on, on what matters, yes, he's number one. I would be like, Oh, y'all just gonna give away 10? I'll yeah. come take that. I want 10. in. I want in. Yeah. yeah. I would say that. Like, oh. I definitely would. I want in. Number one player, Tiger. I think it's really dope. That this even might it's not like it's gonna happen. Yeah. But it's, to me, it's just super dope because people that like don't play golf might not get it, might not fully grasp it. But like I have felt pressure over putts that have meant nothing. In the, in, in the grand scheme of it all, like I'm really nervous. I mean, like I gotta make this. I, I want to make this. Mm-hmm. You talking about ten mil? Only thing winner that, take all, right? Yeah. Ooh, the only shit. thing. That's gonna get my juices flowing for this pause a little more. <laughs> if I see checkbooks in actual like you know five million from Tiger, five million from Phil, like there better not be no sponsors taking oh, care of it. Oh, you already know it's gonna definitely it be sponsors. It is, but but it wouldn't make it a lot doper if they put up their yeah, own money. If they put up their own money, that would make it so dope. I will say this: this is what it reminds me of. You may not remember this, but uh, I remember as a kid watching something on pay per view. It was Dr. J versus Kareem on pay-per-view. They played one-on-one. Wow. Yeah. But, you know, it wasn't they're in their prime. Right, right. You know what I'm saying? This is what this reminds me of. Yeah. Like, neither one, like, obviously Tiger hasn't won a major in. He hasn't won in five years. Hasn't won. Phil hasn't won a major in. Uh, I think Phil won like two or three years ago. He, he, so he got one old. it's safe to say neither one of them are at the top of their game. No, no, no they're not. They're not. But Phil, there Phil's are the actually, biggest names in the game. Yeah, though. Phil's actually a pro years before Tiger was. Right, right, I mean, right. Like Phil went, Phil's a little bit older. Like Phil's knocking on 50. Right, but they are still the most popular they are names definitely, in yeah. the game. Phil is loved by everyone that plays golf because Phil is a people's person. I mean, he allegedly. Inter- yeah, he interacts with the kids. <laughs> 
he he he'll small talk you. He'll you know practice rounds are sometimes a little fun to go to because they'll be a little more lax with you. You know they'll walk over to you. Think I should hit this club from here? Ask the kid what he think. You know like they're a little more interactive with with the guest. Mm, okay. So this this to me, man. The reason why I'm so pumped for this is because Tiger and Phil were at their primes when I was learning the game of golf. Okay. So those were the two guys that I thought, man, they are just cold. They sweet. I'm I'm watching everything they do. And I remember going to Columbus to the Memorial, seeing a practice round where a Tiger hits a drive in the field, kind of close to where Phil was. Phil hits it back. And it just showed that 300 yards away with pinpoint accuracy, it just showed me what professional golf looked like. So I've been a fan of them for my entire golfing life. So I would just love to see, of course, Tiger you know, take that 10 mil on home because he, uh, <laughs> he ain't winning this week. <laughs> and hopefully he can play well next week. It's the last major next week. So we'll see how that goes, the PGA Championship. So. The Tiger's million dollar though. question, man, are you going to go? That's a big, it's a lot of things yeah. popping in Vegas that weekend, man. Yeah. Well, not that weekend, that whole month. I know it's a big MMA fight. Mm. I know it's a boxing match going on. That's going to be going and, on. And Vegas going to be jumping for November. My boy live in Phoenix. I just made that drive, so I know that what that drive is like for okay. like two and a half. Okay. So I might, I might have to. Need a full report if you go, yeah, man. I've I been wanting to do like a big sporting event. That might be the. You know, I got to go to the Masters, obviously. That's, hey, I was about to say, like, that's, you did that's, the, yeah, that's did my number one, probably. But uh, I've always wanted to go, like, see, like, a, a Mayweather fight in Vegas. Like, something in Vegas that's, like, big. Because, like you say, I've been to Vegas on Sunday when it's slow. Yeah. Where you can you can walk around and not have too much elbow bumps. Yeah. And I've been on, you know, spring break weekends in the summer where it's been crazy trying to yeah. get into rehab. You know, lying through everywhere. Kings Island looking, uh-huh. looking to get to a pool party. So, yeah, man. I might have to get out there. I love Vegas on the slow tip, man. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I love definitely. Vegas on the slow tip. That's how you know you owe. Yeah, I'm telling you, <laughs> you, get to that, you get to that mid-30 range, you start you start putting the, the real pieces together. Like, I love look. Vegas Sunday through yeah. Thursday. And That's the travel shit. On, <laughs> and make sure you take two days off on the on the back end so you can have some recoup time. Y'all can have Friday through Sunday. Y'all <laughs> yeah. got that. That's y'all Sunday to be. Sunday, I'll be yeah, there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, there it is, man. Yeah. Another episode in the books. You Can't Make This Up podcast. Kev Nash. DJ Killer Kev. Gym City Podcast. What up? Bars and Beyond. Yo, yeah, we normally do it. Yeah, yeah, we do. Yeah, you can't <laughs> fuck me up. Bars and Beyond. DeMarco, what up? <laughs> we get it in, man. You came at this podcast. We out. Peace.